Welcome back to another episode of Unlocking with yours truly, Adam Pike. Now, I want to go back in time and talk about the person that Adam Pike used to be. And there was so many patterns and cycles that were just happening for years in my life. And in the, at the time, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand this. I didn't know this. And I was always asking myself, man, why is this happening? Like every relationship that I'm in, it always ends the same. It always starts the same. And, you know, halfway through the relationship, it, every, every single relationship that I was in was the same, right? It would start out amazing. And maybe like, I don't know, five, six months in, whenever everything like, you know, we start getting comfortable with each other. And then the patterns would just happen, right? The communication just started to be shit. Um, the arguing, arguing would start to happen and it would just become a disaster. And it was just relationship after relationship. Just the same thing was happening. And I want to go back even more in in the past. So growing up, like my parents had me and my sister at a very, very young age. And I know like a lot of people probably don't believe in this, but I do. Right. I love my parents. Right. They're they're both with the people now. They separated. Um, they're very happy. And uh, I respect them a lot. But I got to talk about this, right? So, you know, they struggled to keep their marriage together at a young age. Like, they had my sister when they were, I think, 16 and, 15, 16 and 17 or 15 and 16. Like, really, really young. So, they had us at a very young age. Like, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine having kids at such a young age. Like your, your whole teenage years are just, they're not gone, but like, yeah, like you're, you're a parent now. Imagine becoming a parent at 16 years old. Mom, dad, I don't know how you done it, but uh, you done it. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks for that. Um, but yeah, they, I, they just struggled to keep the marriage together. And, you know, I, I did have a, a really good childhood, but I do remember a, a lot of times where they were arguing and fighting, right? And for the longest while, you know, I never thought that that had anything to do with my current life, but it had to be. It had to be because every relationship that I would get in, there would be a lot of fighting and arguing, right? And that's what was happening in my childhood. So I feel like that's the reason why, you know, I couldn't make a relationship work. And it's obviously not just me, the people that I were dating, right? They were probably going through this as well as a child. Or they were they were in a relationship already before me um, that just had a lot of fighting and arguing, and then you know we never healed and moved into a relationship together, and then the pattern 
and the cycle just happened again, right? And this, it, this happens with so many people, so many people. They just jump into a relationship. Patterns seem to happen. Uh, like this, this is not working. It just gets to the point where you, you just can't deal with it anymore, right? And you're always pointing the finger. It's, it's clearly never you, right? And I used to do that. Um, I'd always, I'd always think that it was them and not me. I was the one that never had to change and I put in so much effort and but like now that I am where I am in life and I look back on my life then it's, it's amazing to really think about how much work I had to do as a person back then i had so much work to do on myself to to make a relationship even last right and i'm sure they 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 needed work on themselves too but when you're in when you're in that when you're in that moment there's doesn't matter how many people will tell you okay adam like th this is not the relationship like um you know you need to move on because friends will see when when you are broken. Friends will see when you need to do some work on yourself. They'll see when a relationship is not going to work out. But the person that's in that moment, they will never take anybody's advice until they figure it out for themselves. I don't know how many times I was listening to friends listening to podcasts, reading books, and no matter how much knowledge got brought in, didn't matter because you know what? I just kept kept these cycles and these patterns going. I just kept letting it happen. And I never changed a damn thing until now. Until now, I, I started the microdosing. And it's just... It's just helped me discover so much about my life. It's helped me so much. It's helped me break the cycle. It's helped me look back on my past and realize that I was the person that was causing all of this shit that was happening in my life. All these relationships that were just same thing that tend to happen and, and me pointing the finger at people. No, like, I was the reason for all of that. Everything that I was putting out to the world, you know, maybe I would break up with one girl and you bring all that trauma and you get into the next relationship and you, you probably tell this new person, well, I've gone through this and I've gone through this and that. And honestly, like, I got some trust issues and, you know, this happened. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if, if something uh, comes up and then maybe this new person, like you, you bring up old ways about yourself of what happened in the last relationship. And then you apologize and you say, oh, like, honestly, I'm really sorry. Like, this is just how it used to be in my last relationship. Like, I'm working on it. But like, you never do work on it because it just continues to happen in your new relationship. And you continue to apologize time after time after time after time. Maybe you're really jealous and, you know, 
you re- like you you have this jealous moment and it causes a fight in a relationship and you apologize about that and you like you say that you're working on it but then like you find that you're getting jealous again but like you're trying to hold it in and it's just man it is just a fucking shitty cycle and only you only you got to figure that out you're never going to listen to anybody i never listen to anybody all the advice that I, that I had from people, never listened. Never listened. And now that I'm in the, the life that I am right now, I look back and I remember like having conversations with certain people. And I'm like, man, what were you doing, Adam? Right? But I just, I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. I was just, you know, playing the victim. I was playing the victim card pointing the finger at everybody and always thought that I I was I was great, you know? But I wasn't. I really wasn't. So yeah, like I said, microdosing just helped me evolve into this new person. Um it made me think new think differently. Um, see my past differently, realize things about my past, realize things about myself. And it's helped me change all of that in, in the process. So, you know, moving forward, I have a, I have a new relationship now and it's, it's beautiful. Like it, it's not perfect. Obviously it's not perfect. I still have a lot of things that I need to work on for sure. Um, one thing that I realized, um, that I do with Rebecca often is when she's telling me things, I will just say, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Am I really, like, so, like, I, I, ha- I have to stop doing that because, well, I'm, I'm probably not fully paying attention to her and I'm not giving her my 110%, um, you know, attention and that's why i'm saying "Mm -hmm, yeah yeah so that can't feel good right when she's like opening up to me telling me something and i'm just like "Mm -hmm, yeah so like my communication skills definitely um needs to improve they are getting better 100 um they're always getting better and i but but yeah like this relationship is is very very different and um you know I want to go back to my past before, like in past relationships when maybe we would get into a fight. Um, I wouldn't know how to let things go. And, you know, and maybe they never knew how to let things go either. And we would hold on to things for like days. And then you just start building up resentment. And then you're like, <laughs> it's like a week later and you're still fighting and like, you don't even know what you're fighting about at that point in time. So now like, you know, the relationship I'm in now, it's, it's like, I know how to let things go and I know when I'm being stupid. And uh, like, there's been a couple times where I've definitely been an idiot and I realized that right, right away. And I'm like, ah, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, no, you can't, can't be, can't be getting on like that. So I'm I'm really working on being the driver of my emotions. Like I want to 
I want to get to a point, and I'm definitely working on that. I want to get to a point where the emotion comes in and I can just see it unfold and deal with it differently and just realize that that's just an emotion and you don't react on your emotions. Instead of being the passenger and just having the emotion being the driver and just letting that control your whole life because that's exactly what I used to do before. You know, an emotion would come up, I'd get triggered from something, and then boom, my whole my whole being would just change. And I was just such a different person in such a short time. And it was just because I was I was the driver, I was the passenger. So I'm definitely working on being the driver of my emotions and getting in full control of that. And when you when you get in full control of your emotions, um, you know relationships become a lot easier because you can deal with things differently and you can communicate differently. You know, if you do tend to get upset or mad, you know you can communicate that. You can tell this person instead of just getting mad and then hmm and duh. Like, definitely, I'm still working on these things. I'm definitely, there's definitely some times where, you know, I might get a little way with my current relationship. and But I always know that I'm being stupid, right? I, I Like, I'm, I'm being aware of that. I even had a basketball, I got I to talk about this as well. I had a basketball game the other day, and uh, I was just getting really, really frustrated in that game. And, like... To me, I like probably was like yelling at the guys a couple times and I, like I was just in my head like I, I just wasn't a pleasure to be around and that's not fun. <laughs> like I don't want to play with people like that. Like that is like we're playing a team game and then you got this guy here that's just like grumbling, shaking his head and yelling at the guys and like you know what I mean like I, like I and I realized that right away and I actually apologized to the boys because that was shit that is shit energy to bring into a sports game so in the past I probably would have never apologized for that right because I always would have been like well I was doing everything right it's just their fault it's their fault right no no <laughs> No, it's a fucking team game and like everything that I'm fucking grumbling about, I'm probably doing the exact same thing. Like 100% I'm doing the same thing that I'm grumbling about. So instead of grumbling and being paced, like talk about it. Just be like, well, okay, like we are doing these things. You know, when you have a time of whatever, we are doing these things. I'm even doing it. Like this is what we need to do to not do these things. So, yeah, I just I just find that if I do have a moment, I'm more aware of it now. And I realize really fast that it's wrong. And then I'm apologizing about it. And I actually truly mean it when I apologize. Because I before it was like, before I would apologize for, th- for just to apologize, to, you know, just to move on. I would just say, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, I actually didn't 
physically feel like I did anything wrong. So I was, I was just apologizing for apologizing. You know what I mean? Well, now I'm just more aware of that. You know what I mean? So microsiving has just helped me so fucking much in my life. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. I gotta take a breath for a minute. Just thinking about it. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, okay. I, I, wa I want to talk about, let's change things up here for a second. I want to talk about the cost of microsiding. Okay. Now, I don't know. I've got a lot, a lot of messages from many different people telling me that it's so expensive. The shipping is so high and so on and so forth. Okay. Right. You'll go out and get a tattoo for, you know, a thousand dollars, right? And it's, it's, it's very expensive because that tattoo is going to go with you for the rest of your life. Correct? Correct. I'm after going out and spend 15 to uh, 2000 on a tattoo because the artist is good, right? You, you can go out and spend $300 on, on not a good artist and you know, it's, it's going to look like shit and then you're stuck with that shitty thing on your arm for the rest of your life, unless you get it covered up, which is going to cost even more. So you spend the money for the, the good artist and then you get that sick tattoo and you're like, fuck yeah, look at my goddamn tattoo, right? <laughs> so with micro dosing, there is definitely companies out there that will just slap a, you know, a happy face on a bottle and the ingredients is like, they, I, I've, I've looked into some, some, uh, companies and there's like 25 milligrams of psilocybin in there and they're telling you to take 10 a day and it's just like, here's a happy bottle, like take this and you're going to feel better. Yay. Yay. <laughs> no, but first of all, nobody wants to be taking 10 pills a day, right? There's actually, this is, uh, there's this one company. Um, I actually had a friend was with microsiven and they tried this other company and it was like, take three in the morning, three in the afternoon and three at night. What? You just, you just take a microdose and pills all day. Like, what? Anyways, she said that she never felt a thing from this company, so she went back to Microsoft. So like I was talking about with the, the tattoo artist, right? You can spend shit, get shit, or spend a bit and get the results. Now, microsiven is very fucking different than any microsiven, any microdosing company out there and that's just facts do your research check out their check just check out their websites right you go on some some web other website of a company right and you're just gonna have like products just pushed into your face products products feel better woo but then with microsiven they have all this research that you can investigate for yourself okay what is my what is micro dosing okay they have a big article about it 
pain tolerance for taking LSD, boom, big, big blog. Oh, the link between LSD and sports, boom, big blog. Um, you know, depression, big blog. There's it, it, just so much you can read before even buying a product on Microsoft. Okay, they got all this information, right? That, that's, that's fine today, that's great. But then, the products. Well, I just took the products for six months and it's changed my life. Now, if you're gonna come to me and say that this stuff is too expensive, okay, well, I guess it's just too expensive. <laughs> then, then just go, go buy this, the, the other shit that's less expensive and get shit results, okay? Microsybin is an investment in yourself, okay? We spend a ton of money on bullshit, right? I bet the same people that are coming to me and telling me that this stuff is too expensive is probably the same people that will spend anywhere from $500 to $1,000 on alcohol a month. Or they're spending, they're going and picking up three, four, five, six hundred dollars on on skincare products, right? Um, maybe the same people are spending like five hundred bucks on takeout a week, uh, a month, right? They're probably going on Amazon, spending thousands a month. Okay, all those things are just things right you can go spend all the money you want you can buy, buy all the clothes you want it's going to make you feel better when you're having a bad day okay let's go shopping um just doing some real retail therapy what, what they call it and you're going to spend a couple hundred dollars to just make you feel good for that short period of time okay so jump back to microsoft and the cost okay when you invest into microsoft right you I'm I'm pretty sure that you can go on and you can choose a 6 month um supply of microsoft and they'll give you 15% off of those 6 bottles and you could also use my code Adam Pike Fitness to save 10% so you're actually saving 25% off your order. And I think six months is like $398. That's like with the percentage taken off. So let's let's just say $400, okay? Yeah, sure. That's a lot of money up front. Okay. That's a lot of money up, that's a lot of money up front for most people. Um but if you really think about it, six bottles of this stuff, right? You're only taking it. You're only taking the Genesis five days a week. Some people are only taking it four days a week. Okay. So do the math on that. It's actually going to last you like, I, I don't know the math off, off the top of my head, but if you're only taking one pill for four days or five days a week, those six bottles are probably going to last you like seven, no, maybe even more. I, I would say like nine months that that's going to last you. 
Now, if you were to take nine months, it only took me six months. It only took me six months. So let's just say you buy the six month supply and you invest six months or nine months into microsimon and you really crack down, follow the protocols and start using this medicine correctly in your life. Because there's, there's, there's ways that you can make this medicine and uh, make the practices last a lifetime. Okay. So invest, invest that time, do the work, right? If you do everything correctly, like I did, I am now able to walk away from microsibin and microdosing a completely different person. I'm a, I'm, I'm a new man. I think different. Everything about me is different. And I just, I only did it for six months, right? So to me, there ain't no, there ain't, like that's price, that's fucking priceless. That's priceless. If you really think about all the money that you waste on nonsense that doesn't make you feel anything, temporary highs, junk food that you fucking end up feeling like shit, causes cancer, whatever the fuck they got going on now with sugar and everything. You spend a lot of money on bullshit, right? This is an investment in yourself. This is something that's going to bring your mind to levels you didn't even think was possible. And then, then, then what? Okay, you're, you're a much happier person now. The relationships that you are in are now flourishing. You're nicer to your kids. You're nicer to your friends. You're nicer to your family. You're, you're more motivated in life. You're a better worker. You're a better coworker. It just, everything that you learn about yourself while doing these plant medicines, you're now going to bring out into the world. And it's just going to radiate off you. You're a new person. Your energy is just going to be like way different. There ain't no price on that. So again, for those of you who think that the microsibin products are too expensive, then I guess they're just too expensive and you can walk on your way. So just think about what I just said. That pushes me over to start talking about fitness. Okay. Now, again, this, like I'm, I'm doing coaching. I'm, I'm doing like coaching programs. I'm not just giving, it's, it's not just a fitness program that you're going to work out and get muscles. That's, that's not what fitness is about. A lot of people tend to think that, you know, they, they tend to think that, well, I don't like my body, so I'm going to work out and look better. There's way too, way more to it than that. <laughs> like fitness helps my mental health. It helps my mental state. It, it gives me something to look forward to. It pushes me, it gives me discipline. You know, it, it, it gives me respect. Like I respect people that get up and go do these tough, hard ass workouts when they don't want to do it. I respect people that are outside running when it's minus 20 and it's cold as fuck. You see this person out running. 
When you start doing things that you don't want to do, it makes everything else very easy, right? It calms your mind. I woke up this morning, the snow was blowing sideways. It's my, my house is freezing, I had to turn up the heat. And as soon as I got out of bed, I went and jumped into the cold plunge outside. I didn't want to fucking do that. Am I, I must be psycho. <laughs> but I did it. Because I know when I'm, you know, add this into my life, there's going to be a lot of benefits that comes with it. That like that there in itself for me getting in that cold plunge for five minutes is going to help my mental state for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to go do this hard ass workout, right? Um, that's going to make me feel good. There's a lot of times where I don't want to do things. Even last night, I had a basketball game at nine o'clock. I was laying there. Rebecca was rubbing my hair. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to move. It's so cold out. It's raining. And most people would stay there. But you know what? I went to my basketball game and I had a fucking fantastic time. It was a great game. Loved it. Came home. I was amped. Felt way better about myself. Or I could have stayed on that couch and just fell asleep. Got up. And that's what most people do. And then same with working out. You know, maybe you get home from work. I'll, I'll go back to myself again. I don't know how many times I, I would get off from a long 15-hour day, sit on the couch for a second, you know, just take a break, pet the cat, look at my phone, and then I'm like falling asleep. I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't want to go to the gym. And most people would stay there and just go to sleep, right? But no, I'd drag my ass to the fucking gym. And as soon as I start, to, like, the, the hardest part is just going. But the soon, as soon as I would start working out, boom, I would feel 10 times better with myself. 10 times better. So investing into a coach is an investment in yourself, right? But you got to want to do the work, right? There's, there's a lot of people that will get a coach and then, you know, their, their motivation is high. And they're just so excited about it starting up. And then two or three weeks later, boom, they just crash. This is not for me. I don't want to do this. And that's what that's 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 what happens. Like there's a very high percentage of people that'll want to start fitness, start doing it, like go crazy with it, and then there's they stop after a couple of weeks. So that's why I started this this uh, program that I'm doing now, like this coaching program, uh, there's three phases to it. And I, 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 like, I believe in this because I've seen the people that have come to me super motivated and then in two weeks they're, they're not doing anything, right? So the way that I have this, this three-phase um, program set up, it's just, it's just kind of, I believe that it's going to work for people if they just trust me and and do it right and also like people that are new like new people that are coming in 
um, and doing fitness and trying to change your lifestyle. It's all about how you look at it, right? If, if, if you're only, if you just like hate your body and that's the only reason why you're working out, you're probably not, it's probably not just going to be sustainable for you, right? You like, you have, you have to know that like, this is, this is going to help you in your life. It's going to help your mental state. It's going to help your health. Not, it's not just about looking good. It's going to help your health. And your health, to me, that should be the number one thing that anybody cares about. Because if you don't have your health, you have fuck all. And I don't give a fuck what you say. I've heard my great-grandparents and like his brothers, I don't know how many times I've heard them say, I would give up everything I have right now just to have my full health back again. Let just let that sink in for a minute. They would give up everything they own. They would give up everything to get their full health back again. So when I hear that, I'm like, shit. I'm going to do everything I can possibly do to be healthy, to live long, and in the process feel fucking good doing it. I want to be 50. I want to be 60. Still running up and down that basketball court, enjoying life. I used to play basketball in Melford. And there was this guy, I swear to God, he must have been 65 going on 70. And he would keep up with us playing basketball. And he'd be banging up against us. And I'm like, shit, that's, that's the 60-year-old that's the that I want to be, right? I don't want to get older and just let my body get away from me and, you know, gain weight. My muscles are not strong and my bones are starting to get frail. And, like, that's, that's when injuries start happening. That's, like, when people when, – People start getting older and they're not, they're not working out and they just, they're sitting around all day. Like their, their bones are starting to get frail because there's no muscles around their bones. And then, you know, they might fall down and break their hip and you don't want that. You don't want that. My great grandfather, my, my grandfather, um, um, pop pedal, he, he passed away with cancer. God love him. But this, this fucking dude. This guy would go out and he was, how, how old was he? I think he was 90. Don't quote me. I should know this, guys. I should know this, but I'm really, that's one thing about me. I'm really bad with ages and birthdays. I'm, I mix up my mom's birthdays. Sometimes I got a question like how old my sister is and we got the same birthday like I'm really bad with people's ages. Anyways, Pop, we love you. But this guy, for as long as I known him, would go for walks every single night. And every single night would just get up and go for a walk. He had a, a garden out in the back. He was always up in the garden planting potatoes and carrots and cabbage. Like you name it. Like he he was an active old man. And you know. If it wasn't for the cancer, I do believe that, you know, he would still be going strong. And I, I, I believe that. I feel like he'd go well past 100. So anyways, 
like I was saying, um, getting into fitness, getting a coach, that is also an investment in yourself, right? I even need a coach. And I do have mentors in my life. Like I, I get on a Zoom every every single week and I'm learning from this one guy every single week. And I'm just learning things about myself and things that I didn't even know was 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 happening. But I'm learning from this guy, right? I believe that everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs some sort of mentor or coach or personal trainer in their life to help them get better. If, if that's what you're looking to do to get better, everybody needs a coach in their life. So, yeah, the microdosing, getting into fitness, it's, it's an investment in yourself. And there's no price tags on that because... When you do it correctly, it's things that you can take with you for the rest of your life, right? Like for me, I don't want to have one client for the rest of my life that's just going to continue to come back. Like, sure, if you if, if you want to keep coming back, by all means. But I believe that somebody that comes to me and I set them up properly and get them going in their life and with fitness, they should be able to go it on their own now and just get the shit done without anybody telling them what to do. You know what I mean? I want to talk about to mental health because fitness has helped me a lot with my mental health. And there's definitely been times in my life where my mental state was definitely not the best. But I would go around, you know, maybe I go to work and people would ask me, how are you doing? And like everybody else, oh, good, good, I'm doing good. But like, really, <laughs> I wasn't doing good. There's times I didn't even want to get out of bed. I just wanted to stay in there. And I just would have something come over me. And I just, I just didn't want to leave the bed. I didn't want to leave the house. And when these times happen, you can easily go down this rabbit hole and stay there for days, for weeks, for months. If you don't do something, if you don't do something to make yourself feel better when these times are happening, right, it's very easy to get down that road. So for me, when I would get in this state and I would not want to leave my bed, and I would not want to do things, I knew that I had to get out of the house. I just had to because the longer that I stay in the house, the longer I'm going to feel like this and the longer, the more I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. So for me, I like something that comes to mind right now. I uh, last one was feeling this way. I went to Single Hill. I went down the path. I, I kind of went off the path a bit. Found this rock. I sat there. Was kind of. I, I meditated for a bit. Something that, when I am under a lot of stress or something like that, med meditation is great for that. It just calms the mind. It just calm, like lowers the heart rate, and you just you feel more calm. Um, I would bring my journal. I'd write in the journal about how I'm currently feeling 
why I'm probably feeling this way and what I'm going to do to not feel this way. So I'll journal and maybe I'll bring a book. And I would probably spend like an hour to two hours just there by myself next to the ocean in my thoughts. And that's what would help me. So maybe then I would leave there. Okay. Then I would get white tea, go to the gym, crush that workout out. Boom. I'm feeling fucking wicked. Just cured my day. Now, obviously, people, they, their mental health was, was probably, can be a lot worse than what I was dealing with, but everybody deals with things differently, and, and everybody goes through things differently. I'm just speaking on my personal experiences, and I know that I've had days where my mental health was not great, and those were the things that would get me out of that rabbit hole. Just little things like getting out of the house, going doing things, going for a drive, maybe hanging out with a friend. When my mental health would just keep declining is when I would just do nothing and stay there and not talk to anybody and keep putting on these masks, acting like I'm okay, and just stuck in that world. Guys, it's okay to not be okay. It's it's okay. If you if you have something wrong going on in your head, man, just fucking talk about it. Write it down in your journal. Like write it down. Research about it. Let's you know, maybe talk to somebody that's that's gone through things that you're going through. Talk to a friend. Maybe they're going through the same thing. You don't know, but if you just go around all the time acting like everything's fine, but really you're not fine whatsoever that's not going to help you it's only going to make things worse so anyways guys i feel like i just covered a lot um we're 42 minutes in and uh i feel good doing these podcasts because honestly it feels like I, i get things off my chest like even just even just talking about that mental health thing, it just made me like, oh, like whoa, like shit, like, cause I, cause I definitely don't talk about. It. I just I just deal with things on my own, and I know what's gonna make me feel better. But like I don't go in depth and like tell people like that, that was probably the first time that I really went in depth about you know my mental health and how. Things would help me get past that and move forward in life. And whoa, this is why I love podcasting because you know I, I kind of have an idea what I'm going to talk about, but then like I might change shifts, and then it, you know just an hour in, and I'm I'm still ranting about something. But I just hope that you know I can reach people when I do these podcasts, and if somebody listens to it, maybe they can relate. And just know that, you know, you're not the only one that's going through things or you're not the only one that thinks these ways or you're not the only ones that's been going through these patterns and cycles in your life and you don't know how, how to break it, right? So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and um, I'll see you next time. Peace.